interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Send it in, Jerome! Hit it! Here's a little gangster short size, a t-shirt Levi's is only College basketball is back, so therefore that theme is back. Welcome to Heat Check, everyone. Kevin, Riley, Ryan, and Scott with you. Let's do it. Finally. It's oh! awesome. And I I don't care about football anymore. Ask me a football question, I'm not going to answer it. Who's the number one team in the nation, Riley? <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's who. Good I watched Good Coppin answer. State and Georgetown last night, and I loved every single minute of it. Well, that was a great game. It was also, a great game. Patrick Ewing coach game was good. Even great. I walked into the to 320 tonight at uh, the beautiful Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communications, and they had the election on. <laughs> election was yesterday. Tonight was Seton Hall playing Monmouth. Standalone game. Was Standalone game. <laughs> was Hodel there? He was not. I'm surprised he wasn't. Whoa. It's disappointing. Wow. Wow. I guess we got to start with football, though. We are starting with football. Sucks. And we're starting with the number one team in the nation last weekend going down to Athens <clears throat> and going down. Georgia there's, there's really one way to describe that game. Beat down. That was not close. That score was nowhere near indicative of the punishment that Georgia put on Tennessee. And they took the disrespect of this entire season. How they When they played close with Kent State, when they played close with Missouri, they heard what everyone was saying about them. And they welcomed the number one team into their house and said, get the hell out. So Scott is right, but he uses one word. I'm going to use two words to describe the game in a completely different way. Near misses. Tennessee had two deep shots. Hendon Hooker has been hitting those two deep shots all season long. They had two touchdowns. They lost by two touchdowns. Hendon Hooker hits that. 90% of the time, he went 0 for 2 on Saturday against the Dogs. And you can credit that for him being off put and under pressure and there being a little bit of weather, a lot of weather at times, actually. You can also credit it for Cooper Burns being in the stands, right? But he missed two deep shots that he has hit every time this year. Near misses. Yes, Georgia dominated that game. They beat them down. But Tennessee had their chances. They played well in moments. And they had their two biggest chances of the game. They didn't take them. And for that reason... I had them as my fifth-ranked team in the heat check poll for football, but I do think there is a legitimately honest and realistic world where they stay and remain in the playoffs for the postseason because I still think they might have the second-best resume in the country right now. Absolutely. They have a handful of ranked wins. They have Alabama. They have LSU, which now looks phenomenal. And I kept them at four personally because TCU is yet to beat someone that's really wowed me, honestly, other than Kansas State. Because the Oklahoma State loss keeps looking worse and worse. But Tennessee is that kind of team where now in their current situation, they can win their last three games, not go to Atlanta and be in the college football playoff. This is true. Do you think, Ryan, though, that maybe when he's hit those shots all year, it's because he was playing free and loose? When you play the Georgia defense, oh, yeah. you know you're only going to get, like you said, mm-hmm. one or two of those a game. He so. didn't even throw for 200 yards. No, yeah. no, no. It's a little tighter, and Riley has a point. I, I think I kind of alluded to that in a right. way of, like, you're playing against the dogs. It's a little bit different. You're under pressure. It's raining. You're not as loose as you have been. You're not hemmed and hooky. You're back to Hendon, right? But <laughs> he still hits those. And that's yeah. the difference in that game is if you've got a Hendon that hits the shots he's supposed to hit, and takes the moments by the scruff of the neck, like a Heisman Trophy winner and a Heisman Trophy favorite should, you're he's winning. He's not the favorite anymore. He's not the favorite anymore, but you're winning those games. Or at least North Carolina competing. Drake title. May is legitimately making a case, as, ha- as is no Knicks. 
I've been saying this for weeks, Bo and everyone Nicks. everyone thought I was a little a little crazy just because, and I'm not even a Carolina football fan. If you look at the stats, and I get it, they throw the ball a ton. He's, going, he's, he's been, been the best quarterback in the country in terms of just playing the quarterback yes. position. Looking at the Heisman odds right now on FanDuel, Drake May has the sixth highest. He is ahead of Bo Nix. I would, he is ahead I would of take DTR. those. If he I was is ahead of Bryce Young. So I don't know. Bryce I don't Young. think it's 100 percent out of the conversation right now. Who's your Heisman? Everyone around the table. Herschel Walker. Honestly, honestly, Drake May. I'm not like that's not even like a joke. Kevin. I still give it to Hendon. Whoa! What? Ryan for real. Mine is Jalen Carter. Mine is C.J. Stroud. I know Jalen Carter's not going to win it. But my God, yeah, that was, I that have was not seen a man dominate like that since last year when I watched a guy on the Philadelphia Eagles who, who's currently on the Philadelphia Eagles play in that red, black, and white. Like, Jalen Carter is so good. He's not going to win the Heisman. I think he might be the best player in football, and I do not necessarily think that showed until Saturday. But also, biggest stage. Well, Everybody's one, I, watching. It's one of the largest viewed college football games of all time. Mm -hmm. And he shredded. Yeah. Like, absolutely there shredded. There was no run game. You know, there's a conspiracy theory going around. I saw it on Twitter that I like to dabble with the conspiracy theories. This one, actually, As you should. This one definitely, though, I, I don't know if I'd go as far to say this conspiracy theory is true. But they said that Kirby Smart let up in the second half because he knows his team is so much better than Tennessee that he wants to play them in the playoff. And so he let up so you can – now, I don't know if I'd go as far to say that. But there was definitely a point in that game where Georgia just kind of went on coast. And well, they, they said, you know what, we've done that all year. Yeah, and they also, said, you know what, we're, we're better than them. But how, against the number one team in the country, that is ridiculous just to be able to do. Can I also say this, though? The second half of that game when it felt like Georgia was coasting, they were playing in a literal hurricane or what looked this to be is a literal true. hurricane. We had boots on the ground. Cooper Burns said the rain <laughs> did affect the game. As, as former Heat Check host and – current friend of the program, Peyton Gatler, has kind of said all year mm -hmm. long in our group chat, when Georgia wants to play you, they play you. And they play <laughs> you so badly that it doesn't look like you're even playing. When Georgia doesn't care, they still beat you by a touchdown, or in the case of Missouri, a couple of points. But when they care, there may not be a team in the last five years, not named 2019 Louisiana State University, led by Ed Orgeron, that touches them. And it's, um, I think 2018 Clemson gets underrated in a lot of people's minds. I, they maybe as, they were not nearly as dominant dude, as we've seen from the. Dude, they Georgia beat Alabama teams. in the national championship by four touchdowns. I've never that seen a team. That, but here, my, to my to my point though, Scott, I where Ryan is talking about consistent dominance week in and week out, and that Clemson team did not have that consistently. Okay. Yes yeah, and no. I okay. I am talking about clear cut dominance, but. They haven't been consistently dominant week yeah, in, exactly. week out because they don't turn it on. Yeah. I have not seen a team really just say, all right, second quarter, it's 3-3. Let's flip the switch. And they just go. Mm -hmm. And it's like Stetson Bennett's making plays. Todd Munkin is a great offensive coordinator that's going to get a job somewhere very soon. They lose Dan Lanning to doesn't Oregon. Matter. It doesn't Didn't matter. It did not matter. Kirby Smart is legitimately one of, if not... The greatest threat to Saban's legacy that is currently coaching today. This brings without me a doubt. I love Dabo Sweeney. I respect what he's done at a program like Clemson that does not have the resources that Georgia or LSU or all these other programs have. 
Well, they do now, but they, they do didn't. Now, but they didn't at the time. They even still don't in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You look at what LSU can do in year one of Brian Kelly. You look at what USC can do out of the middle of nowhere. Clemson doesn't have top ten resources in the country. Maybe just barely in there. Dabble Sweeney's done a great job. Kirby Smart is a legitimate threat to Nick Saban's number one all-time legacy just because of what he does on the recruiting trail. It's, it's crazy. And... Here was going to be my next question before you brought up Kirby Smart, but I think I know where Scott's going with this, so we'll go back to Scott here in a minute. I was going to pose this question when you brought up just the sheer dominance. And I'm about to sound like a host here from a four-letter network, but here we go. What does Georgia's performance this weekend mean for a team like Oregon and their playoff hopes? It definitely helps them yeah. because Oregon now has a chance. I think if they – if me personally, if they run the table, they're in. And it's because – the offense, for one, has greatly improved since week one. And I don't think you can take a week one performance against Georgia and say that's going to define their season. And I hate that from multiple standpoints. One being teams get better throughout the year. Yeah, it's better to win late. For and, sure. and number two, this is why I like the 12-team playoff. We always hear about you know Michigan got ragged in their non-con. Oh, they didn't play anyone. That's why you don't play anyone, because you go out and schedule someone, you get beat. Granted, they got beat by 46 points, which doesn't look great. But still, you go out and schedule someone, you shouldn't get penalized for that, in my opinion. It should be, hey, we went out, we saw what we were made of, now we went back to the drawing board. We have a Heisman hopeful quarterback. We got a defense with a couple of good linebackers. We can play with them. Mm -hmm. Give us another shot. Mm -hmm. So let's presume Georgia wins out. They go 13-0. Number one seed, without a doubt. They beat Louisiana State in the... SEC championship game. Number one without a doubt. Who would have thought coming in that'd be the SEC title game? Well, I, I could have Brian told you Kelly. half of it. Brian it's not, Kelly. We're not, doubt, it's not set in stone yet. I'm not saying it's that, not. I'm not saying that Georgia's a surprise. I'm saying one, the one LSU division. loss, one Ole Miss yeah. win, and the okay. Rebels are playing in Atlanta. And who would have thought that, too? But let's, and Ole Miss has got a chance, wholeheartedly. If they need to win this week, we'll get to that one a lot later on when we do game picks, if we even talk about game picks today. It's packed show. Georgia wins out there 13-0. They're in. Yep. Ohio State-Michigan, the winner of that game is winning the Big Ten, and the loser of that game is out. Because I don't know if that's actually, necessarily the case, though. No, 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 no. Scott, let me, let Brian, me lay it first. out because Brian, this is the most likely scenario here. One of those two teams has to win. It's college football. You can't have ties. Good. Let's say for the sake of it, just to appease to Scott, who is the Michigan supporter in the room, Michigan stuns the world and beats Ohio State for the second straight year. On the road. Michigan's the two-seed. Right? Absolutely. 100%. Yep. Then you're looking at an Ohio State team who's got one loss, a TCU team that, let's say they run the table. They're 13-0. and An undefeated Power 5 conference champion. Be They're going to be in. Be in. TCU yep. should be in. Ohio State, one loss. Lost to Michigan, who's your number two team in the country. Tennessee, one loss. Same situation as Ohio State. They lost to the number one team in the country. And from there, you might have a USC or an Oregon that also only has one loss. What a, a world UCLA, that would be, man. What who a also world. only has one loss. What a world that would Ohio be. Ohio State, the loser of that game, if TCU goes undefeated, is not going to have the resume that Tennessee has. Tennessee will be above whoever loses that Michigan Ohio State game. I agree. Definitively, Michigan absolutely. Out. Ohio State might. There might be a bit of a case. What case does Ohio State have over Tennessee? They Just don't. eye test. They They're don't. dominating. Everybody. I test my ass. I test in one of the worst. Power fives this season. If you they're look worse than the Pac-12. You had they're worse. Than, they're Recency they're bias season. is a thing. No, it's not, Scott. If you look at the numbers, the Big Ten is statistically worse than the Pac-12 this season. Re- Recency bias is a thing with this committee. 
They yeah. are going to favor the Pac, the Big Ten over the Pac-12. No, they're not. How so? It's a new committee. It's a brand new How committee. How so? Because it is Ohio State. It's the name alone. These are humans. This isn't a computer. The one point I will give you on Ohio State is that the resume naturally got better this weekend after Notre Dame sent Clemson into the turf at Notre Dame Stadium. Well, see, the thing about this scenario, though, is that either Oregon or USC, one of them is going to have two losses. They're not both because they'll play in the Pac-12 championship. Correct, but it will be one of them. One, one of them. One of them is I think be one it, loss. it definitely helps the Pac if Oregon is that team with one loss because then their one loss, their name is Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. who, guess what, whooped up on everyone, so... If USC is the team with one loss, Utah is not. A, it's not a great loss, and Utah would not be a better loss than either Tennessee or Ohio State's loss. I've mm-hmm. consistently told people that this has the potential to be the highest quality college football season in the playoff era, and I think it really would. I mean, again, if you go to the line, undefeated Georgia, undefeated Michigan, one loss Tennessee, one loss Ohio State, undefeated TCU, one loss Oregon. A UCLA team that, or UCLA or USC team that's going to have two losses. Probably both of them have two losses. Clemson will probably have one loss. North Carolina could have one loss. One of those teams could conceivably do that. You could I, have a top ten built entirely of one loss teams or less. It'd be out of this world, and then Alabama will somehow sneak in at ten somehow. But they will. You could absolutely. But the thing with the the year, the way how we have so many quality teams, it's going to knock out teams quicker. Think of it. With Clemson's loss, is the ACC dead? Is an ACC team making the college football playoff? I think playoff? so. I think I think they are. I think the conference is dead for this year. Yeah. Yeah. Riley, no, they, no, there's not enough. North Carolina is the only team, and they needed Clemson to be undefeated if they were to beat them. If that makes sense, and they're not. No, they're 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 done. Especially considering yeah, the ACC is out. Of well, it. especially exactly. considering Clemson, like I mentioned a couple moments ago, got their behinds handed to them. Exactly. Now, go over to the Big 12. One TCU loss. If TCU loses a game, does anyone get in from the Big 12? No. I think they do. I think a one-loss TCU gets in. Absolutely Over not. who? Over who? A one-loss TCU, a one-loss Big 12 champ doesn't get in. I think they Over do. who? Tennessee, one loss? Ohio State or Michigan, one loss? I think TCU I think does get, not have the resume that Michigan or Ohio State will I have. I think they get loss. in over the one-loss version, whoever doesn't One-loss Oregon? I think they get in over that one-loss Michigan or Ohio State. Whoa! Loser, 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 no, no, loser, no, 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 loser. No, 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 no. That's what I was pitching, a one-loss loser of that game. Power 5 champion. Riddle me this, riddle me this. TCU 12-1. and Mm-hmm. They've got, what, four or five ranked wins? Yes. Guess what the current four ranked wins that TCU has? The Total record of those teams is now probably not as good Barely as the Barely 41 and 40. Mm-hmm. TCU wow. has not beaten a good football team yet, but except for Kansas State. And they'll probably lose this weekend to Texas. And, and TCU matter. has struggled against all of these football teams. They will probably lose to Texas this week. I like that pick. It's a good point to be made. So it may not be capable in any of these hypotheticals, mm-hmm. but TCU, give me all the Strength of record you have with them beating ranked opponents, the cumulative record of these ranked opponents and the opponents that they have beaten this year is a 500 ball club. That's not a good opposition strength. That's worse than Tennessee. It's worse than Ohio State. It's just barely better than Michigan. I I like TCU. I ranked them fourth, as did you, Kevin. We were the only two people to do that. But... I don't think TCU can afford to lose a game. Sonny Dykes has pretty much said as much. Mm-hmm. He has to keep winning. Yes. Yeah, they can't lose. Again. Wins are wins. To, to my point, though, I'm also going off of not recency bias, but the precedent that has been set. A one-loss Power Five champ has gone in over one loss. We haven't non-com. had a year like this. 
I, I agree. It's we crazy. Haven't a, we haven't had a year like this, and I, I think it's awesome. But well, you can't point, forget in 2017, one loss non-con champion Alabama got in over two loss Big Ten champion Ohio State. Yeah, that's the Big Ten. That's the Big Ten. That was also the a Big year Ten that they sucks. lost to Penn State. That was a rough year for the Big Ten. The Big Ten sucks. Well, remember when TCU the Big Ten every year in both football and basketball? I'm remember, sorry. Remember when TCU uh, was in the playoff and then they didn't lose and then they still got jumped? Because they also didn't win because they didn't yeah. have the conference, conference championship has. game. That's they also they got jumped by Baylor, who they beat. So I just want—I mean, like, logic. I think it's out there that I know there it's a no new logic. committee, but I don't think that anyone values the Big Twelve as being a great football conference. I think before we move on, the biggest thing to value here is nobody knows. TCU struggled and did exactly what the committee's biggest critique of them was in Week One, Week Nine, the first poll. The biggest critique of TCU is that they were coming back and they weren't necessarily winning with style. They did the same thing the week after, and somehow they jumped from seven to four. That's because teams in front of them lost. Somehow they jumped a team like an Oregon. They jumped Oregon, did they they not? Oh, they were ranked ahead of Oregon. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. They jumped Tennessee. That was weird. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah, I mean, I ranked Tennessee fourth. Riley did too as well. And it's just because I don't, like, you can compare resumes and you can compare eye tests. Tennessee blows TCU out of the water, in my opinion. And the only reason I ranked TCU ahead of Tennessee is because... I wanted my four teams to be the only four eight no teams left. That will could potentially okay. change next week. I wanted to stand by the take that I believe that the top four teams are uh, at least the first week that there are four eight no teams. Those are the top four teams, and then Tennessee has to work their way back in. Recency bias is a factor. You can't lose and expect to still be ranked highly, in my opinion, because yeah. your most recent result was a defeat. So it is what it is. We have to take into account that the committee may. Do whatever the hell they want, and that's mm-hmm. within their right as the committee. I want to add in one thing here come about about Oregon, and because I said I said if they win out that they're in, and we had some a, a little kerfuffle, they will kerfuffle. they will have lost to Georgia, ripped off twelve straight wins. And their yeah, last their last four wins of the season will be Washington, Utah, right, right. Oregon State, right, and USC, right. Those are four very solid football teams. They wins out, they are, Oregon wins out, they are in. How do you I don't care? What do, how do you justify? I'm, I don't know if it's going to happen. Know. How do you justify you win 12 in a row after losing to the best college football program in the game today and say, nope, you guys didn't do enough? We, they can't do that. Because they at least challenge themselves, too. Exactly. exactly. They challenge themselves in non-conference play versus, I'm sorry, you look at a team, let's just say, hey, look, here's a one-loss Michigan team who didn't win their conference. Let's go take a look at their non-conference schedule, and let's go take a look here. Oh, that's right. They played absolutely no one. They played Colorado yeah. State, they played Hawaii, and they played UConn. Mind you, UConn's hey, UConn's actually going to a good bowl th- game, baby. Husky Jim Revolution. Moore has done a great like job. I said, Jim Moore is a Like legend. I said, mind you, UConn's now bowl eligible. Congratulations to those of you who are listening in Connecticut. <gasps> great job, Jim Mora. But as Scott is surprisingly excited about UConn football now for whatever reason. Two weeks ago, he disowned the program on this show. That was awesome. But um, They're yeah. back? God, Scott, pick a damn team and stick with it, man. I concur. Uh, long story short is that, yes, college football is crazy. What's even crazier, this is a good segue. I think it's college basketball. Please. Job, Scott. This is a good segue into the other part of the SEC from this weekend. A two-loss team now might be in this thing. Two-loss SEC champ gets in. That's the only thing I really want to say about this because we've been yeah. really, really strong with our point that this is a great season, and it could be even greater if you get a two-loss SEC champ. Scott's scratching his head like he doesn't agree with me. No, no, no. I'm, a, I'm just rubbing my face. I agree with two you. two-loss SEC champ gets in, and, and like 
I will die on that hill. Whoever is the best team in the SEC is one of the top four teams in the country. I agree. I agree. The thing is, I'm just I'm so certain that will not happen. Oh yeah, no. that I'm not even going to entertain it. But Correct. The thing is, I, I'm so certain that Georgia would beat LSU by a good twenty points. I know. I know. Two that, touchdowns and a safety. Yeah, and that that's the common conception around everybody is that this is Georgia's conference after what they just did to Tennessee. But with the way that LSU just beat Alabama, this goes into my, the point I just made. Has Alabama passed the torch to Georgia as the standard bearer of college football? No, not yet. Yes, for this season. Until Nick Saban retires, I don't think God, so. Like really it's the, it's the we want Bama attitude. Is it now the we want the dogs attitude? You're really always going to want Bama. Again, until Saban is gone, like Riley just said, Bama's on top. Georgia might be a 1B that's inching ever so close, and I think a back-to-back title would do a whole lot for the dogs, mm-hmm. right? I but did. Bama's, Bama's, who's Bama's, the last back-to-back champion? Bama's the perennial power. I don't know, Scott, but I did look up because I was curious. Kirby Smart's 46 years old. Which is crazy. This, that, this, there's a real possibility. He's coming for him. So he is 25 years younger than Nick Saban. And Nick Saban has how many titles? I don't even know the number off the top of my head. Probably like, what, five or six? Okay, the last the last repeat was Alabama, Nick Saban in 2011, 2012. Yeah, that sounds about right. But you're telling me, so Kirby got one last year. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you give him 25 years to get to where Saban is now. I think there's a real world that we live in where he's, he's caught up or even passed. Oh, I, I think I agree. I just alluded to it like, what, five minutes ago? Mm-hmm. He's coming. Yes. He is on that mm-hmm. ass, bro. He is there. I, 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 don't, I don't see a reason why he doesn't catch him, especially at the rate he's at now. And you, you know what I mean? Like, you can't say these things because at the end of the day, Bama's Bama, Saban is Saban, so you don't want to jump to it too fast because for all we know, my man would be like, Hey guys, I'm gone. I'm I'm 60. I'm 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 dipping out way too soon. We'll see. I don't know. I, I think he catches him, but that's a that's a long ways away. I you know what isn't a long ways away? College basketball. Please. Text from Gabe Swartz. We are so back. Bellerman takes down Louisville. Woo! Gabe Swartz gets They've the uh, gets a miracle under. Good for him. Wins his bet. Yeah, Louisville's not a, not a good basketball By team. By the way, the Bellerman no. team, who I want to guard your man take on because the NCAA's rules about how you have to have that vacation period or whatever it is when you transition to D1. Bellerman, stupid. Defending A-Sun champions. I watched Bellerman play um, a Division II Elite Eight basketball game. That's a true story. The Minnesota State University Moorhead Dragons. We traveled wow. to Evansville, Indiana to watch one of my uh, – my good friends coach for them, my two buddies in my grade, good buddies from home. Their dad is the head coach. We drove 16 hours on a bus, and Bellerman handed it to the Dragons that night. <laughs> so another, I got another fun fact for you. Bellerman plays at Louisville's old arena. Wow, that, that is a fun fact. That's mm-hmm. really good, actually. That's that, good research, that Kevin. Is, good job, Kevin. Interesting. Elite Kevin moment, honestly. He checks stats and info. But yeah, honestly. college basketball is back. It is awesome. Check out our TikTok, heatcheck underscore show. A little plug there. TikTok. Yeah, Grady, wow. Grady Dick. Grady Dick. Was he the first post? He was not. Second. First Second. post was Keontae George. He played at 10 a.m. local time. I had to, had to get something out there for the people. It's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. And Fran Fraschilla made the point, which I will agree with Fran Fraschilla. He said this is not the proper way to open up the college basketball season. I don't know if you guys remember. I remember as a kid when they had the 24-hour tip-off marathon and you had games in Hawaii going on at 3 a.m., which no one stayed up to watch. But there used to be actual like good good basketball games night one of the season. There's been times where the Champions Classic, if I'm not mistaken, has been the first game I of the season. I believe when 
Yeah. When uh, right. I believe that was it was the Zion Duke year. It was Duke Kentucky on the first night. And so the guy that we're going to have on here in a few minutes to uh, pick some college football games with us, uh, good buddy Jack Thompson. We were in the car on a Monday night, and he goes, it's weird. It doesn't even feel like college basketball season. And I kind of agreed with him for a second. I go, yeah, it is. It felt like it kind of it, – it was a weird start. But I think on Friday night when we're all sitting I'm down, say. we're sitting down watching Gonzaga play Michigan State, an aircraft carrier, which hopefully hopefully it is safe. And it like the, if you remember, Ohio State tried to play Marquette, an aircraft carrier. It was way too moist. They couldn't even play. Hopefully that doesn't happen. They're playing in San Diego again, correct? They are playing in San Diego, yes. That's the, the USS Abraham Lincoln. Was that the one they used for Michigan State, They North used Carolina? the USS Carl Vincent to play. They should play on a big boat in Arizona. In Where is their water? <laughs> Lake cool. Pleasant. Put them on Saguaro Lake? Yes. Tempe Town Lake. Tempe Town Lake. Tempe I was just Town about to say that. Tempe they Town Lake. Have, they Avengers aircraft carrier, the the actual <laughs> aircraft carrier onto Tempe Town Lake and just drop it in. That'd be awesome. Flood the city of And Tempe. Arizona State plays Tarleton State and it goes down to the last second. That was a wild game they to cover, terrible. by the they, way. They did look terrible. That was a wild game to cover. But you know what we hope isn't terrible? The upcoming weekend of college basketball and college football games. We'll have game picks for you later. We're going to take a quick break. The seat check. We'll be right back. Welcome back on this Wednesday night in the Bill Austin Radio Studio. This is Heat Check. Sanction. Sanction to Kevin. He had a great chance to come in with like one shiny moment or something cool, something basketball, and you come in with football, We're man. still in football season. We're talking yeah, basketball, it's, though. It's basketball also, season. Also, my last line on the tease was we got football game picks coming up shortly. true. I don't think it's funny because we opened the show with a college basketball intro and then talked about football for a half hour. Well, the podcast yeah. is, the podcast is going to have the football outro then. Oh, okay. Oh, well, right. well, talk about a tease. Well. But let, let's talk some hoops. We let's, got 10 minutes. We do have 10 minutes to talk some hoops. Time um, comes on. I'd and like to... Since the preseason, the preview pod was just the two of us. That's me, right. Me and me and Mr. Swenson. Be sure to, be have, sure to tune let's in. have a bit of a agreed heat he check on all your streaming platforms, all your podcast streaming platforms. Good plug. Great plug. And I think we should let Ryan and Kevin in on the preview discussion of their polls, each conference, and they're all Americans. Well, I guess I'll I'll start. I think Riley was going to go somewhere, but he can yeah, talk would, about his Tar Heels. I'm talking about North Carolina, if you can imagine that. He can talk about his Tar Heels in a second. <laughs> Who I... I'm one of only two voters to not have at number one. I have North Carolina. We don't need your love. Firmly at number two. Baylor is my number three. I actually have them ranked higher than everybody except Peyton and Gabe. So I think that's pretty good. You know, I'm next to the two. One, the, not the two. Peyton is not. Gabe is one of the smartest people in college basketball. You know, he gets paid to talk about it. Oh, that was a phone. We'll get to that later. I have Baylor at three, Kentucky at four, Gonzaga at five, which is tied for the lowest out of anybody. My number one is Houston. That's fair. I like it. Marcus Sasser is Himothy, and that's all I really have, honestly. I don't really want to give you... I College basketball not my strongest suit at this time because I feel uneducated on it, but I do feel educated enough to have put together a capable top 25 team with a couple of Weird little quirks. Arizona, I have ranked 10th. Don't really know why. I like Tommy Lloyd. That was weird, but I didn't mind it. You'll start to notice I like good coaches. That's why I have Arizona ranked a little higher. Which I want to expose one of your takes. You've been saying 
not live on the show. But oh, off? You, you keep saying, you go, John Shire's a good basketball coach. He's going to I, be. But you keep saying he, he is. is. Yeah. I don't know how you can That's say fair. that he's coached one That's game fair. now against Jacksonville. And I was going to get to that on the show. We haven't really talked hoops on the show. So. And I've, which I watched that Duke game, and this might be the optimist in me. And I know they're missing Derek Lively. Duke didn't look like Duke usually it was also, does. It was also game one. I know. Under which Carolina didn't their, look like Carolina should. Under their first new coach in I wasn't 45 impressed. years. I was not impressed. Scott, you're Who mid- are you going to be impressed with? I was impressed North by Baylor. Carolina. Baylor was solid. Keontae George played okay. He I made a TikTok about him. Shot the ball too much. You guys know who I was impressed by on night one? Who? Don't say DePaul. Ball State. They put up 103 oh, points. God. It was always Ball State. And you wonder why I yell at you. Christ the Lord <laughs> and the King with him. I also have Villanova at 13th, which I think is probably blasphemous to most. Yeah, it's a little high. Um, Florida. Todd Golden is him. Uh, that's all I have Castleton in my top 25. is a beast, but the problem is, who else do they have outside of him? I ranked, they have Todd Golden, so right. you can stuff it. Um, okay. I have Virginia unranked. I think I'm the only person not to rank the Who's. So there's just no way in my mind that a Tony Bennett team is going to be There's no there's no way a Tony Bennett team wasn't good last year. It's conceivable that they can't be good, but also a 27th ranked team in the country gets into the tournament. Right? Our, uh, yeah. Gabe did not rank uh, Virginia. There's no way Gabe ranked Virginia. He hates, hates. Virginia. Yes. He also put Duke at 16. Gabe Swartz, I know you're not listening, but my goodness, you have my respect, young man. <laughs> God, that's he awesome. He also ranked Dayton twice. Uh, so there's that sanction. That's a sanction. Gabe Swartz, don't rank the same team twice. That can't happen. Which we should mention before we keep talking about their polls. Peyton and Gabe have retained their college basketball polls, so we'll have six voters for the Heat Check college basketball poll. To cancel out me to, not to cancel out how to do a poll. Kevin not literally understanding what qualifies as a good basketball team. Is that their logic for it? Because I love Partially. That. Partially, yes. Not really, but... Kevin, talk about your poll, because we all know it's terrible. I like North Carolina at one. Good. I do. Um, Gonzaga at two and Houston at three. I've been going back and forth on from those two. Um, I don't know. That's kind of why I don't have explanations. I'm not. Gavin, let me just ask you some questions about your poll. Sure. Texas at 20. Can I just ask where that is? Because I'm pretty sure everyone else has them in their top 12, I want to say. I'm at 14. 14 is the next lowest. 10, I believe. Yes. Everyone else has them. In their top 14, and you have them all the way down at 20. Can I just ask, do you know who they have of their players, or is that just a guess? I just don't like Texas. <laughs> all right, fair don't enough. Take. Where, why isn't Notre Dame ranked, Kevin? I don't like Notre Dame basketball. <laughs> but you do like their football? I like Marcus Freeman. I think, and also Marcus He is attractive. Pause. Uh, I, that wasn't the reason as to why I like don't Marcus pause. Freeman. I, I like his ability to get his players fired up for big games. He did something that Brian Kelly could not do in 12 years in Notre Dame, which is win a big game in the regular season. Wow, but you liked him before he won that big game in the regular yes, season. I did. So that's just blatantly hey. backing an argument towards your cause that you already believed in, which is not the way it should work. I digress. It's college basketball. It's season. evidence, though. Um, it's also preseason. Yeah, also, but I, I mean, I'm like Ryan. I love watching college basketball, but I'm not nearly as like in depth of. Not in the preseason, I'm not. Who's who's where and stuff like that, if that makes sense. No, that's fair. That's why we have me and Scott. Exactly. Like, I learn over the course of the season, especially with the portal now, how everyone moves all the time now at the portal. It's very hard for me to keep up in both sports. I only watch point. I only watch college basketball for Baylor Shireman. Oh, isn't he beautiful? <laughs> He's so good. Too. Shut up. Creighton almost lost. Guy willingly chose to go play Creighton. That Scott, that's a smart move. Scott they're gonna be in. To go to they're gonna be in like the elite eight. Probably. No, I didn't want Baylor Shireman at all. No, dude, Creighton is Final Four good. Creighton is national championship good. I, I say on paper. 
Well, they almost lost to St. Thomas. Let's slow the roll there. Well, they oh, almost God. also beat Kansas without their best big man. That was last season. Point that was literally last I season. I know, but they kept that entire team. This is three days into the new season, and here we go comparing Creighton to last season already. It's well, awesome. You Creighton is going to – Creighton, I will be absolutely shocked if they do not win the Big East. Scott, Scott, what's Gabe and Peyton's rule on picking teams to do stuff? I don't know. Don't pick a team to do something. That they have never done before. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Don't bet on Creighton to be a Final Four team. They are good enough to be a Final Four team. Peyton has fallen into his own trap. He's ranked them at third. Well, I put them in my Final Four, so yay me. I, I just don't bet on it. I did too, but like I wouldn't say go put your money on Creighton. Yeah. That'd be stupid. I like it. Put your money on North Carolina. Keep it safe. Keep it tidy. Don't do that. Don't do that. Any other questions regarding my poll, by the way, Riley? Uh, you know, that's probably I, good for now. I hate to make you look bad in front of the I whole show. I didn't think I did that terrible. No, no, there's, it's not. It's not. It's not it's easy bad. when you're the last person to fill it out. This is true. I actually beat Peyton and Gabe. <laughs> well, because they didn't have access to the dock. You, you were the only one to rank Purdue, which, I mean. I respect. He I, has Drake in his top 30. Purdue's not awful. I put him at, also, I put him at 25. Yeah. It's, not like I, I, it's not like I put him at like 20. I put a TikTok out today about Purdue. Fletcher Lawyer. He's a I'm dog. Gonna, I'm going to sanction all of you. I'm going to sanction all of you. Nobody else ranked UConn. Yeah, because they're not. They're not a top. What is your doubt? There's not a top 25 team, Scott. I disagree. Bruh. We know that. Scott's ranking them in the top 25 because next year's recruiting class is really good. Scott, Number I feel five you. in the country, baby. Scott, Scott I feel it. you, though. Because last year, I there were times where my poll was the only one with North Carolina in it. And... Come to find out, I should have been ranking them at number two the whole year. (laughs) Trust me, though. UConn, they're not going to be as good as last year. They will end up out of the poll when they get destroyed in the Phil Knight tournament. I I genuinely think they're not going to compete. Why did nobody else rank Wyoming, guys? Come on. But (laughs) I just feel like (laughs) Adama Sanogo's reputation with Adama? It's Adama. It's Adama and Adama. No, he can't can't have the same name twice. What? Big East preseason player of the year in... If Jordan Hawkins and Andre Jackson get themselves healthy, this team is absolutely dangerous. And even if they're not, when they played Stonehill last night, granted it's Stonehill. I would say, just stop. <laughs> granted it's Stonehill. Please stop. They, put, they, they played Stonehill. I I they played Stonehill. My, my high school team with Nico Mannion on it could actually beat Stonehill. True. He's where actually right Ni- about where this. Where is Nico Mannion nowadays? In Italy. Simeon, back in my hometown, could easily beat Stonehill. Yes. Correct. Once again, also, we made, I made a TikTok about someone from Simeon. Antonio Reeves for Kentucky. Correct. Another plug. Let's All right. Go Chicago. One more note, though. UConn God, does have. I do not care about UConn. UConn. Does, they played Stonehill. They you have, just ruined hey, your own point. Hartford County native Donovan Klingon, five blocks. Yeah. Scott, awesome. One of us is a fan of the number one team in the country, and one of us is a fan of a team who's not ranked. And you have talked way more about your Can team. Can I also say this? Go ahead, Scott Alan. putting UConn in his poll is like me ranking DePaul. Employees. No, not no, quite. Not, that's not actually, that bad. UConn's not nearly as good. good. UConn can actually like put the ball in the hoop against good teams. Employees. Employees. Well, I'll start with mine because I think Timmy. Mine is the one. Timmy. Mine is the one that's going to get the most criticism. I picked Trace Jackson Davis, which is wild, and we don't need to move on on that anymore. Because I will also tell you more gambling advice from an individual who is under the age of twenty-one. <laughs> Do not put your money on Trace Jackson Davis. Please, Why not? for the love of God. Why not? Why? He plays for Indiana. Yes, it's a good Indiana team comparatively what they've the been. He, Trace Jackson Davis is essential to every single thing that team is going to do this year. And Drew Timmy, so Armando Baycott, Mike Miles, and freaking the guy who won it last year named Oscar Shibwe are all better shouts. 
No, Oscar like Shibuya is not. He's got a knee thing going on. I would I would not bet on him. That's fair. I also I also would not bet on Baycott as a North Carolina watcher. Still a better player. Uh, he's really good, but he's just not going to have the chance to put up the numbers when Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, and Pete Nance are putting up shots every night. That's fair. Which you could say the same thing last year. You couldn't have told me that before I did my preseason All-American team. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Well, I will say that we all kind of have the same group of players on our first team. Our second team is, again, kind of similar Third team, it gets a little interesting, but it always does. <laughs> Why? Do, I'm sorry. This is my general question. Why do we do a third team? Because there's three Pre-season. teams. There's three teams. That's how you have to. You have to do it. What Fair. if I hit on? What if I hit on my pick to make Colin Castleton a third team All American, or or in the case of or Darius McGee or Riley, I believe betting on Max Aismas to be a second teamer, like. Will Richardson is in there. Like, okay, Will Richardson d- deserves to be in there. And I don't disagree. I don't know why no one, no one else has him even on their third team. Yeah, that is, that's wild. I, I yeah, no, I mean, I, it's probably it, my my point is you always do three teams because that's what happens at the end of the year. I picked Houston to win the national championship because I'm a firm believer in whoever you rank number one in the preseason, you have to pick them to win the national championship. It's not the way I, I go about No. It. Clearly no, not. No, that's not how it works, If you though. think they're the best team in the country, you pick them to win it you, all. You think they're the best team in the country right at this very moment. That's very different than picking a national champion. I think if they're the best team in the country right now, this is how I am picking them to finish at the end of the year. Baylor winning the national championship in your mind, Scott, you having them ranked sixth mm-hmm. makes no sense to me. Well, I think are they? I don't believe they are the best team in the country right now. I think they will end up being that. I don't disagree with their chance to be a potential upside improvement team, but if you're gonna pick a team to be number one, they gotta win the Natty for you. Why would you pick a team to be number one and you're just like, oh wait? But they're actually not gonna be the I best also, team in the country because they're the best right now. North Carolina has. I, I think they're gonna win the national championship. I'm just saying a reason why North Carolina has veteran leadership. I suppose that's just a fundamental disagreement. This is also a then. fault on me because I. Had can I had Kentucky is here, so I'm gonna pause you right here. Oh, JT is here. Jack Thompson is here. Get dunked on, Scott. Jack, welcome to Heat Check. He's sad now. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. You know, you sound a lot like uh, our good buddy Notre Dame Nick. Uh, <laughs> are you in relation to him at all? Yeah, you know, I heard that I have a long lost twin, and he just it happens to be him, and you know, he's uh. He's doing a lot better, I can tell you that. <laughs> big big win. Big win against Clemson for him. We're happy. Very happy. You know, the, the team and era, I feel like, has officially kicked off. Let's go. Let's go, Kevin. Which we uh, feel like we always run out of time. Should we, uh, should we pick some games here? Let's pick some this games, This is football, Riley. by the way. Football we're, game we're picks. We're going back to football now. We'll still be doing football game picks on our shows. We should clarify that. Here's the standings as of right now. we got a three-way tie for first between... Myself, Riley, and Ryan. Me and Riley both went seven and five. Ryan did not have the best of weeks. Went five and seven. It was bad. And Scott sits in technically fourth place with a record of seventy-eight and forty-two Shut up, at Bozo. six and six. Technically fourth place. He is in fourth place. True. Yeah, don't let me off easy. Well, you're in fourth place. Thanks, Jack. You are currently shooting for the best record of guest pickers, which is still set by Gabe Schwartz at ten and two. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready to go 12 and out. Here, here we go. All right, wow. as always, the guest picker will pick last. So we'll start with Riley. Purdue goes to Urbana-Champaign after the Illini suffered a major <clears throat> blow to whatever CFP chances they remotely had. 
Yeah, I don't think they'll lose two in a row. Uh, I got some got some friends there in uh, Champaign. Shout out Danny Sullivan. So we'll take we'll take <laughs> Illinois. Ryan, I have been on Illinois' train all season long, but as any good human being does, you know, once the train you've been on starts to teeter a little bit, you get all the way off. I'm picking Purdue. Scott, interesting logic there by Ryan. Thanks, King. Uh, I'm not your king, but. As Riley said, uh, Illinois took a tough loss last week. They're coming back home. I think they'll be just fine in Illini. Yeah, um, I like Illinois. Um, I think I still believe in Bielma Ball, so that's why I'm going with Illinois. Jack? Okay, so here's the thing. I'm from Illinois, but I don't really like the University of Illinois. Same here. However, Illinois defensive end Keith Randolph and I were at the same football camp. High school team football camp, and I played quarterback, and I fumbled the snap, and he hit me so hard that my entire right leg started cramping up, so I'll go with Illinois. W. I love that. All right. Since, since now we know Jack is going to take uh, a good minute for his picks, we're all, I'm all, I'm, all going to pick faster, but I love, the, I love that. <laughs> I love that, really. Uh, LSC, after the biggest win in the, what has been the short Brian Kelly era now goes to Fayetteville to take on the Piggies. I'd love to see Arkansas win, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I got LSU. Ryan. LSU. If Arkansas can't beat Liberty at home, they sure as hell can't beat LSU at home. Roll, that, roll that tiger for me. Jack. Is it my turn? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you after me. I, I, I don't like Brian Kelly, and I love calling the Hogs, but the Hogs aren't going to be called on Saturday. I'm taking the Tigers. Perfect. All right. That's a clean sweep of LSU. Watch out there. Shout out Anna McGrail, LSU student. Stop bringing her up, Enough, Scott. Scott. Um, yeah, great job, boots on the ground. Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Stop the count in honor of the election. Stop the count. And what I mean is Oklahoma State's loss total. They're going to get a win. Oklahoma State has been bad. <laughs> Iowa State has been worse. I will take Oklahoma State. Scott. Pokes. That was good. I like that, Scott. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Jack? Uh, I like Mullets. I'll take the Cowboys. Wow. All righty. We now move on to, in my opinion, the most overrated conference in college football, the Big Ten. Maryland, on the road in Happy Valley to take on the 14th-ranked Nittany Lions. Uh, I think it's going to be a real close game, but I'm, I'm going to take Penn State just too good at home. Right. Tell that to Ohio State. Um... What Riley said, honestly. I got Penn State, too. He's doing a good job tonight. Yeah, really close one. Happy Valley here. Uh, I do think Penn State is the third best team in the Big Ten, and they will keep that bronze medal if they even make them, which I doubt they do. Penn State. I have not been a fan of Maryland all season long. I think Penn State is going to dominate. I think they win by two touchdowns and a safety. I'm going to go quadruple not so fast. Oh. In the fighting Mike Lockley, uh, I feel like you have to have at least one upset, and there's there's going to be one of mine. I think the Turks will get it done. Wow. Honestly, I like that. Sends shockwaves to the Bill Austin Radio Studio. We got a trophy game at Kinnick. The Hawkeyes host the Badgers of Wisconsin. If you have a television, do not turn this game on. It might it might break it might Hammer the under. it might break your TV. Um, I'm going to take Wisconsin because I think they are more competent of the least competence. 
Wisconsin is actually bordering on competent enough. So, yeah, what Riley said again, he's doing a good job tonight. Good pick, sweetheart. One team has Braylon Allen, the other doesn't, and one team has Spencer Petrus, and the other doesn't. Badgers. Triple not so fast to you three. I'm taking Iowa. They Mid. went on the road and kind of dominated Purdue. Good for them. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Hawkeyes in this one at home. Jack? You know, if there's a fan base that I dislike more than the Iowa Hawkeyes, I would love to meet them. Um, and as a good friend Brady Poplar said, they're going to be ten and two this year, which that's a lie. They're not even they're not even going to beat uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin stays as Iowa's big brother. Back to the South, Bama on the road at Ole Miss. Bama's playoff hopes are over. Ole Miss chance at SEC title still very much alive though. Well, Ole Miss's playoff hopes are over now. Bama still has Bryce Young. They still have Nick Saban. They're not going to lose two in a row. Ryan. Here's my long-winded one, and it's less of an answer about this game, and more so Alabama wasting Bryce Young. Feel bad for homeboy. Uh, I'm taking Bama. They're the better football team. They also have Bryce Young, who might and certainly is, for my money, the best quarterback in college football. I don't think it's very close either. I just don't think this Bama team has been particularly good on offense this year because of Bill O'Brien. That being said, Nick Saban is not losing to Lane Kiffin. So I'll take Bama, Bryce Young. Don't waste him anymore. They need to get to the Sugar Bowl. Statistically, Alabama is outscoring Ole Miss this year by three points offensively. Cool. And allowing three less points. Cool. There is not too much of a gap on the stat sheet between Alabama and Ole Miss. He's he's bore, he's building this up to pick Ole Miss against all logic. Alabama has not go. been has had has been very inconsistent on the defensive end against legitimate offenses this year. Jackson Dart can sling the football. They're running good offense. Judkins is a beast. <laughs> he is ridiculous. One team is home, the other is not. Let's go Rebels! Oh, God. Okay. JT, I'm sorry. My pick is based surely off of this. The Heat Check crew is 0-1 when Scott picks Alabama. We are 3-0 when Scott picks against Alabama, which is why I'm picking Alabama. This is the fourth so time this good. year I've done it. This yeah, you're, we're 0-3 coming in, or we're 3-0 coming into today. When you when we pick Alabama and you do not, we are 3-0. I think we're going to be 4-0 after this weekend. I Jack. disagree. Lane Kiffin, do it for me! Um, I think you better be hitting the grove early because it's going to be shut down after the game. I think the tide roll. Damn it, JT. Okay. We move. We move. Uh, this is all right. Uh, we go now to the American, where Tulane, by the way, was absolutely. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Out of game day. I, I don't know. They should have gotten game day. What? They should have. L. They should have gotten game game day over TCU Texas. I don't care about New Orleans. Well, that's just an L take on your part. Either way, Tulane hosts 22nd ranked UCF in a top 25 matchup in the American. Well, you ever seen Tulane's uniforms? They are. Majestic and elegant, and for that reason alone, I'm taking Tulane because I've never seen either of these two teams play football. Tulane's been good this year, I think. I have also not watched Tulane play football, but I have watched UCF play football, and like John Reese Plumley, John Reese Plumley, and also a guy named Gus Malzahn who is honest to God criminally underrated. He's going back to Auburn. I'm telling you that right now. That not happened, that but he not. is he is going to lead UCF to the promised land in the Big Twelve at some point. I'm taking UCF. Scotty. 
Going right off that, I think Gus Malzahn is a big factor in this game. He's one. He's a guy that's coached in the highest level of college football. Tulane, new to the block. Mr. Malzahn is not UCF. Unless I'm mistaken, the winner of this game is going to be the group of five representative on New Year's Day. Unless they lose again, yeah, probably. So, um, so this is a big game. I, I think Tulane, I think they win this weekend. I think they run the table, and I think Tulane's going to be the group of five representative on New Year's Day. So, I like Tulane. Just purely because I like, I've liked Tulane all season long. There's no football reason. I just like Tulane. Go Green Wave. Cool uniforms. So, UCF Stadium is called the Bounce House. It's awesome. Yes. And if you have the Bounce House name, you get my approval. As well as if your quarterback's name is John Reese, which that just sounds like he's a quarterback and a good player. So I think uh, UCF will win. Fun fact, I I live with Jack Thompson. We also call his bedroom the Bounce House. So (laughs) there's that one for you. (laughs) Next game, Kevin. Kansas State goes to Baylor for a ranked versus unranked matchup. The Bears have been very good about beating ranked teams at home in recent memory. Do they do it again, Riley? No, I like the color purple still. I'm going with uh, Kansas State. Shout out Chris Kleiman, um, old NDSU coach. This isn't the same Baylor team that it's been the last couple of years. They're getting better. K-State is not, maybe. They're teetering just a little bit more than you'd hope, and I'm going to also pick K-State, mostly so I can stay pat with, with Kevin and Riley, who are my two closest competitors. The trajectory of these two teams right now are rather different. Uh, Kansas State has lost two of its last three. You can say that's Baylor twice. has won three games in a row. Bears coming back home. I'm going Baylor. K-State, just because Riley and Ryan picked them. Thank you. Loser. I appreciate the respect. Says the guy in last place. Fair. Jack. Okay, so I'm at a dilemma here because I think K-State will win, but I need them to lose. Why do you need them to lose? They're ranked ahead of Notre Dame right now. It's for Notre Dame to make a New Year's Six Bowl. We need teams like K-State to lose, so I think Baylor will win. Good good man right there. Good man. That's a lot of I love that he's doing that for the agenda. We move on now to the Pac-12 ranked matchup as – Washington goes up to Otson to take on Oregon. Uh, I think it'd be down to Otson, actually, Kevin, but I'd wow. learn geography, please. Geography. Anyway, I'm taking uh, Oregon by a lot. Not by a lot, but quack. I'll take the Ducks. Michael Penix couldn't beat freaking Pronounce Arizona. Penix. Michael Penix couldn't beat freaking Arizona State. Stop it's, not beating my man Bo Nix. It's not actually Let's pronounced that way if you're listening, Mom. <laughs> Wow, you really just did that to you me. Really huh? did you really You got gaslit so hard there. Kevin, pick Oregon. We all know you Look are. Kid. Come on, uh, Bo Nixon puddles the duck. Oregon. JT. Okay, Oregon's running back, Marquise Irving, saw him play in the junior high, seventh grade Illinois State Basketball Championship. He lost, but he'll win on Saturday. <laughs> God, this is awesome. It's uh, you know how like everyone has like two like whatever connections to Kevin Bacon, and now it's however many connections to Jack Thompson. This yeah. man knows everyone. Okay. Uh, okay. We're all in Oregon. Amazing. We're all in Oregon. North Carolina on the road at Wake. The uh, Demon Deacons have given a lot of teams uh, run for their money at home this season. Yeah, I'm gonna take North Carolina though. I love Drake May. I love the University of North Carolina. I also love the University of North Carolina and Drake May. I will take North Carolina. Scott? I wish I could just pick the over-under instead of the winner because I would smash the over. But uh, this is a really close game, two very high-powered offenses. And uh, 
Pick one. Before, Gotta go. Before I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with Sam Hartman and Wake Forest, just because they're home. Fun fact, gentlemen, my middle name is Keenan. North Carolina's home stadium is Keenan Stadium. Therefore, pick North Carolina. That's cute. Jack. That's cute. Okay, so Drake May, his numbers are outstanding, right? Sam Hartman, he was on QB one. <laughs> and with that being said, I think North Carolina will win. <laughs> and here's why. We don't need the why. <laughs> a cornerback by the name of Storm Duck is going to pick him off for the game-winning uh, play, and, and it, it just makes it better that his name is Storm Duck. Storm Duck. <laughs> this is so perfect. Does Storm Duck play? <laughs> Probably. All right, next. He took UNC. He did take UNC. Storm Duck. Uh, game day's here. TCU at Texas. Uh, this is yeah. I'm gonna take Texas. They're favored by seven, and it'd be just so fitting. TCU finally gets right number four, and they're just gonna lay an egg. The right pick for game day, not whatever BS Cavan is spitting. Texas wins. Quinn Ewers, that guy. Go Horns. Because you three said Texas, I'm taking TCU and risking it here. L L. I'm not gonna prove why they're the number Bozo. four team in the country. Scott, you're in last place. You have no right to talk about standings. Jack. <laughs> okay, so here I'm at another conflict here, boys. So, on one side, I have Texas, who has my male celebrity crush, and Matthew McConaughey is a big supporter of, of Texas. Then, on the other side, I have my current uh, macroeconomics tutor, who's a t- teacher at uh, TCU, and I have a good family connection to Texas Christian University. And with that being said, I love Trevon Boykin. I think the Horned Frogs are going to win it. The magical season continues. And we wrap up with Florida State going to Cuse in the Dome. Yeah, you know who I'm on. It's uh, it's a Florida State. I like, uh, we always love Jeff Culham. We'll always support the Knowles. You know, JT just mentioned macroeconomics. I'm also going to think big picture here. I hate Syracuse. I'm picking Florida State with that being said. Scott? I picked Miami to beat Florida State last week. That was probably my worst pick of the season. Yes. So this is yeah. my apology to the Seminoles. <clears throat> Florida State. Uh, Florida State, it's not close. Jack. So you guys in, the, in your sports ethics class, right, you, you guys talked about the Seminole tribe approving Florida State, right? This yes. is correct. Big on that. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. What I don't approve is I don't approve – the thighs and the just Syracuse's football team—they're not good. So uh, I think I think the the War Channel will be playing a lot for the Knolls, and they're going to be chopping away. All right, <laughs> wow. there we go. Let's see if you can beat ten and two. And with that, that wraps up our show. As always, we'll have a pot this weekend and the live show same time next week, nine to ten here on Blaze Radio. For Jack Thompson, Riley Swenson, Scott Sedulian, Ryan Score. I'm Captain Blair saying so long. We'll see you next time on Heat Check. Blaze Radio presents He He Check. Everybody gotta know that we next yeah. Doesn't matter
matter if it's Sunday or a Monday, you know that we flex. True. You can never make it more obvious. You checking for the heat, that's cold. That's cold, that's cold. Get it to the top of the top of this. You can never reach uh, these hoes. Hop in the booth and we spin the truth. Aye. We inspire the youth and we get to the loop. You do what it does and we do what it do. We turn to the max and they got you on mute. You. Ooh, flow so high, so you know Aye. I had to run it back. Blazes up all, then we running like a running back. Gabe, our chalk, so you know Aye. we have it from with that. Turn you in the opps, so you know Aye. we ain't no coming back. Now we done with that.